Hello and welcome to the Scooter Pods College World Series Preview. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. And, you know, guys, look, I'm just going to get this started off. I haven't been watching a ton of college basketball, uh, baseball this year. Did I say, I hope I did say college basketball to open it up. That's how little I know uh, about this. But, you know, honestly, you know, I, in these moments where, you know, you don't really know that much about a sport, sometimes you just kind of need to call on a friend. So, thankfully, I do have a friend who uh, knows quite a bit about college uh, baseball, and uh, you know, let's uh, let's bring him on. on these salty seas it's blake boaten blake is back here to talk some college baseball now blake you and i have um you know i you are you yo going to tcu and everything obviously college baseball bigger deal down there but you and i have uh definitely uh partaked in our uh, fair share of college baseball uh big 12 tournaments back when they're in okc were just the best so you know no person better to get primed for the college world series uh, on this podcast and you. So welcome onto the show. How's it going? It's going great. It's good to be back. I haven't, haven't been able to talk on the pod in a while since I guess college basketball. So, uh, we're back in talking a little bit baseball, ultimate sickos maneuver for OU to finally win the big 12 tournament while not in Oklahoma city. Me and Bobby were such loyal viewers of that tournament. We went to so many different sessions. We would wait out the rain delays. We would do everything early morning games, late night games, but I'm happy to see that OU has uh, made a good run this year got the bats hot uh at a late time and now we're getting one of their first trips to omaha since in like the last decade or so yeah first trip since 2010 for the sooners and you know it, it's crazy because and, and i'm really happy that our season didn't just amount to a sickos big 12 championship run uh where we lost on the final day for the regular season and then made a tournament run that i couldn't see because i don't live in the town of the city anymore or the town of the tournament anymore. So that would have been really a bummer. But this Omaha run has been just super fun to watch. And, you know, it's, it's been nice because, you know, a lot of the guys who made an impact last year, Jimmy Crooks and uh, Kendall Pettis and guys we saw last year are, uh, are doing well. So it's pretty cool, uh, especially now that they're not getting pounded by OSU in Texas and, you know, Baylor. We, I mean, our, our Big 12 runs were, were a were miserable though you i never i had never seen them won a tournament game i feel Uh, like they would win maybe like the like 11 a.m game while you're at work to like stay in it just to like have to play like later that night and get smoked like they would they could just never like they would put you in a spot where you could go watch the game and then would just lose yeah just to set me up for failure and then meanwhile, you know, your TCU Horned Frogs would always go on a run. OSU would go on a run. And I have to sit there and just kind of be bummed out while my team is would sit packing in day two. But that's not the case there in the World Series. I, for one, am very pumped about it. Uh, not going this weekend, but if uh, they make a – if this miracle run extends into next week, hey, I, uh, I got the request in. So that could be pretty fun. So um, let me just kind of get started about it. Uh, College World Series, obviously a big deal um, o- overall, but I-, I think maybe some of our listeners might not get the appeal of Omaha, might not get the appeal of the event. But to you, what what is what is the College World Series and what is that event to you? 
I just think it's an incredible display of baseball in, in, in a format that I think is really successful and allows for, I think you get the good things maybe about like college football where uh, the good teams usually can prevail, that there's always going to be those like uh, top five teams that are making deep runs into Omaha, just like you see in the NCAA AA tournament. But then you also get kind of those scrappy underdogs. You get uh, OU ended up being ranked, but you get the old misses of the world that honestly had miserable seasons but just get hot at the end of the se- uh, uh, hot at the end of the season they go into these regionals and super regionals and with a double elimination tournament anything can happen you can just especially like those super regional ones like we see the best teams lose series all the time during the season and that series determines basically how they're going to finish like w- what you really want at the end of the year is those championship runs so I think for the people that love like the chaos of March Madness it's a great tournament but also for the people that love to see the powerhouses, they love to see those teams that really excel during the regular season make deep runs, you're also going to see a little bit of that, so you'll get a good blend. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of chaos, you know, probably the best team in college baseball season, uh, not in uh, Omaha, the number one Tennessee, number one ranked, number one seeded Tennessee Volunteers fell flat on their face uh, in the Super Regional, uh, that which they hosted against Notre Dame, who is in OU's bracket. Blake, uh, I know you follow you know college basketball or baseball pretty well. What was it? Were you stunned to see the Vols trip up? Absolutely. This team, uh, for people that haven't watched, this team is was insane this year that I can't remember the record off the top of my head, but they lost single digit games, which in college baseball, they lost nine games, nine games. And I think that's even including their, uh, what they lost during the tournament. Like that run is insane. Their top three pitchers are going to be, uh, three of the pitchers in the rotation for team USA. Like they had all the offense that you need, all the defense, the pitching, everything, they had the easiest shot that, like, whenever you were looking at betting on the tournament, you weren't touching anybody on Tennessee's side of the bracket because they were probably just going to win it all. But it's been, like, a 20, 25-year streak where the number one seeded team going into the tournament just never wins it. And that streak, uh, that streak retains because Tennessee just went home packing versus a Notre Dame squad. Good, like a really good pitching squad, but just kind of the bats got hot in a three-game span and sent them packing. I mean, that's it's crazy. And, you know, I, like you were saying, I think that's kind of the appeal of this is it's not like some of the years in college basketball we've seen where it's a bunch of chalky one seeds. Uh, and especially not like college football where it's usually like Alabama and Georgia and you coin flip to see who does well. Um, so I, I, I love to see it. And, you know, especially as an OU fan who uh, Tennessee would have been in, in our bracket if they would have uh, if they would have won. So having Notre Dame instead, who's still pretty good, pretty cheeky, but not having to deal with the powerhouse in there is, is great. So um, for the purposes of, for the purposes of this preview, I'd like to kind of key in on um the teams in OU's bracket which are Notre Dame, Texas, Texas A&M, and obviously the Sooners. Um now if you're familiar with the co- women's college world series format, this ain't anything like it. You stay in your bracket all the way through until you reach the final. So, uh OU won't be having to deal with Arkansas, Oregon State, um or you know, I, I guess Stanford and uh the final spot, uh, Auburn. Ole Miss or yeah, Auburn. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Ole Miss, Ole Miss and Auburn. Yeah, Stanford got uh, Stanford got through, but uh, Oregon State did get bounced, didn't they? Yeah, to Auburn, right? 
yes. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I the the the, the color schemes mix me up. Yeah, I, I like Auburn a lot because of uh, their first baseman. That guy is awesome. God, I was so mad. I took out one future this year on the Spooky Beavers because I, you know how I love my Spooky Beavers. And looking at this field, it's basically like all my enemies. Like we got, I just call, let's just call your group the Texas OU, Notre Dame, and Texas A&M, just the axis of evil. It's like people <laughs> that I'm like directly have to deal with usually during college football season. Like Texas, Texas A&M, OU, the obvious. Notre Dame's just that huge national brand that you can go basically anywhere you're gonna find some annoying Notre Dame fan and you put them all in one group and it's just it's miserable but this group is incredible like it's gonna be incredible watching all these teams I think are very solid and it's like kind of sad because I wish that they could have spread these teams out because I could see a lot of them like every single one of these easily winding up in the college world series but I think the weaker side of the bra bracket over there is is safe they'll allow these four teams to beat up on each other yeah, I mean, it's going to be an absolute dogfight. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Texas A&M has been great uh, under their new manager, which I know you are pretty fuming about. Uh, Texas is the most successful team and probably in, just in terms of College World Series appearances. They've made it more than they've missed it in the 75 years. Uh, like, as in, there have been more College World Series with Texas than without them. Uh, so that is a juggernaut. Notre Dame being Notre Dame and all that. So uh, let's, okay, let's dive in on it then. Um, so we, we, we kind of touched on the Irish um, a little bit. Let's start off with them. So they're kind of, a, they're, they're, they're probably the scrappiest dog of, uh, maybe not of the bunch, but they, they've taken down Goliath. That's David right there. Um, do you think they've, they, they're a team that's kind of run out of steam or do you think, uh, do you think they'll, they'll have a pretty good run here, uh, especially going up against Texas? Yeah, so Notre Dame, I think, has the potential to go pretty deep, and it's not because of their offense. Their offense, if you look at their numbers all season long, they've been very middle of the pack, like close, like not in the top 50 in your major offensive categories, but what you do get is the best staff ERA in the entire in the entire field. They have the best pitching uh, top to bottom, including bullpen, and that's going to get you far in a tournament where you're playing multiple days. If you lose, you're going to have to keep on playing. You need a deep pitch staff so whenever I'm looking at who's going to advance deep into Omaha I'm gonna look probably a little give a little bit more weight to pitching than like say like your power hitting uh just because Omaha is a big field the wind usually is blowing into the stadium so it's really hard to hit home runs and have that consistent power if you're like a power hitting team so I think I think Texas is by far the better uh, the better team compared to Notre Dame, but if the bats stay hot like they did against Tennessee, they knocked around three of the best pitchers in America, and they just continue their staff, like their pitching staff, pitching the way they are, like they can make a deep run even if they lose the first the first game to Texas. So, yeah. So between them and Te so Texas, obviously a team we've seen like quite a bit of as Big Twelve fans. Um, you know they they had they've been kind of up and down. They uh, Eastern Carolina gave them a bit of a scare in their super regional, um, and you know as we've seen that they're a team that has just kind of I don't know they they've been interesting this season, uh, but they made it to Omaha, and at the end of the day that's kind of what matters for them. Do you think the Horns have enough uh, to to really make make a run out of this group? Um, so what what, what 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 will be the key for Texas uh, going forward? 
Yeah, looking at the field, I think even though maybe the uh, end of the season rankings didn't have them very high, I think they're the favorite to win uh, Omaha. They're the by far the most well-rounded team. They lead the entire fielding in basically every major offensive category. They uh, have best scoring, batting average, slugging, home runs compared to any of these teams. Ivan Melendez is a is a must-watch. Like this man, uh, the tournament brought him down a little bit, but coming in to the region. He was hitting over 400, hit more than 30 home runs this season. The home run he had against Eastern Carolina, you didn't even see, like, fall down. Like, it just crossed the street behind the stadium. That's how insane it was. It just went into the forest and disappeared. And also, they have good pitching. Like, their pitching's not as good as Notre Dame's, but they still have a top 25 ERA when it comes to their staff. And if you look at it, too, they have the best fielding in the uh, in the World Series. So they really don't have like a single glaring weakness and I know they struggled against Eastern Carolina and that was a I think a very hard place to play the Eastern Carolina fans really came out and were making their life hell especially like I love Eastern Carolina Stadium with those low home like those low walls that they can just stand right there basically heckle players like they're just on top of you Yes, like it's just like you're basically eye to eye with these uh with these guys in the outfield and I love that, but I think Texas is the odds on favorite to win. Like they just are so well rounded that I would I, they they have to at least make it kind of like to like the semifinal area. Uh and if they don't, that's a very disappointing run in my opinion. Well, that's the that probably the worst thing I probably could have heard today. But uh, I appreciate I, I appreciate the takes. Uh, I'm now I'm now scared because here's the thing. I I just keep thinking of how we let them back in in our regular series, uh, regular season series in Arlington. Uh, how I kind of feel like we blew that, and then we beat their ass in the Big Twelve Championship eight to one um, with uh, uh, Melendez having his you know the single just solo shot home run. And so I, I think mentally as an OU fan who is also kind of dumb and doesn't really know about the scope of college fo- uh, college baseball, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's Texas. It's whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I am now scared, <laughs> like pretty damn scared of Texas after that review. Yeah, I, it, they, are, they are just too well-rounded that I would just be shocked if, like, they just got bounced in two games. Like, that would be – that would be a – if I was a Texas fan, I would be very disappointed if that happened. Okay. Wow. Okay. Dang. Well, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see how they fare in that uh, bracket. Personally, I'm tired of playing Texas in uh, big level games. You know, with the call women's college World Series, and I, I think women's tennis lost to them in a national title. Golf. They're, they they just they're 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 always there, and I'm tired of it. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals? With a DraftKings same-game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total freeze made, total rebounds, and more, and boom! you have a shot at an even bigger payout. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now, back to the Schooner Pod. But um, let's move on to the other side of the Lone Star State uh, with Texas A&M. And uh, your old pal, uh, Jim Schlossnagel, is that how you pronounce it? Yep. (laughs) So they did you dirty by putting uh, TCU in the College Station uh, Regional. Uh, Frogs obviously didn't make it out of it, but they, uh, you know, they they, they made it decently far. Um, So obviously lots of experience watching TCU versus A&M as well. Uh, What does A&M do well? And, uh, you know, what, what is, what is this team like? And, um, you know, obviously you said Texas was probably the favorite to get out of this regional, um, not regional, but bracket. Um, and I don't know, just what's your scouting report on the Aggies? Yeah. So the Aggies are a weird team. Like, honestly, I, they were rated really highly. Like they got like a four or five seed national seed. But like, if you look at kind of like how well, like just like the makeup of their team, they're really not like the best made up. So if you look at their offense, they're very similar to OU, and I would say that they're very disciplined at the plate. So it's like they're not they're not swinging at random pitches. They're getting a lot of walks. They're getting on base a lot, but they don't really. Besides that, they don't really have anything off the page. Like they're an all right, just like uh, hitting for average, all right power numbers. They really just don't like. They just get guys on bags and just are able to score via just, like, little blooper singles and maybe, like, a home run here or there. But there's not, like, a consistent generator on that side. And then they're they're pitching also, too. It's, like, they're very similar to offense. I think they're top 75 in ERA. Nothing special. Like, their, their pitching staff is just all right. Uh, they're, like, good at not, like, they don't put players on bags by walks. So it's, like, that's... that honestly helps because like college the good thing about college baseball is it's not like the uh, MLB where you're just trying to hit home runs basically like teams love to get on base be able to work the bags via steals like that's a big part of the college game and so being able to limit that like that obviously gets you a huge edge up but they are one of the worst fielding teams like they commit so many errors like and that's really weird because like Schlossnagel's team at TCU weren't really like that but it's his first year and he hasn't gotten his players yet but like I think they're 169th of the nation at fielding so they're like committing errors like no other so kind of surprised they made it this far honestly uh but they they did have I would say favorable matchups going through the regionals and super regionals uh and that's how they ended up here so uh I don't say there's nothing off the page that like just is so dominant that I think OU will struggle with they're just kind of like, eh, they're just all right. Like, they're just all right, but they're winning, they're winning when it matters. Fair enough, fair enough. And, you know, A&M is, you know, not a bad baseball school, but I, I believe they haven't won a uh, College World Series game since 1993, which, um, which honestly, pretty wild, considering that OU has a national championship uh, in baseball <laughs> prior, or, like, more recent than that, so... Uh, but, you know, history doesn't do much once you get on that damn field. Rosenblatt's gone. It's a new ball game, quite literally. Uh, so speaking of the Sooners, what an incredible run. I didn't see it coming quite like this. Uh, kind of got screwed by not getting a regional, but they battled back against the uh, against Florida um, in a really weird rain delay game. Uh, obviously go to number four, Virginia Tech, who had been really hot all season. 
and take them out um, in emphatic fashion. So what is this OU team to you? Like, are you, were you stunned to see them make the run that they did? I wasn't stunned in Gainesville. Like, I had them coming out of that one. I thought uh, Florida was a very weak national seed. I thought OU was, like, it should have been kind of flip-flopped. It should have been OU hosting that regional. So I was like, that one I thought was uh, fairly easy. But I was very surprised uh, what they did in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech. Uh, That park is meant to hit a lot of home runs, generate power. That's what Virginia Tech does. And OU really, like, all year long like they're not a power hitting team they like to uh they like to get walks they're top 10 in walks they get on base and then they steal bases they are top 10 in stealing bags like they just grab them and it, what was so shocking was it just felt like in black blacksburg it just their offense completely just flipped a switch where it was lights out and then uh there's a lot of talk i know you probably did it on the pod uh earlier this week but jake bennett like he's a fantastic ace and i knew i knew going into blacksburg it was going to be he was going to win them at least game one uh i knew like he's just been that he's just been that guy and but then i was a little shaky about ou's other pitching staff but they held it together like they're not i wouldn't say like they're not a good pitching team like if you look all year long it's like they don't even get into the top 100 era which is so wild going into omaha like you need some pitching but they strung it together when it mattered the most, and they have an ace that I feel like gives them a really good chance to at least win against AM if they pick. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to pitch in uh, Jake Bennett that game, uh, just in case that they. Yeah, and just in case, like, you don't. You want to pitch your best guys uh, in the beginning, you want to get wins as quick as possible. It's harder it's harder to string together those few wins to keep, like, to not lose that lap final game than string together wins, so just. I think OU does stand a good chance of beating Texas A&M that first game. Just, like, Jake Bennett's just a dude. Like, he's just a dude. Like, he's incredible. He is absolutely a dude. And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting because I, I feel like this OU baseball team is, you know, they go as their pitching goes. And the, the difference from the start of the season where they're losing to Northeastern State, you know, at home games – so now we're, you know, they're in, they're in Omaha. It, it's, it's the pitching and, you know, it, it, it starts with Jake Bennett, obviously just been a solid, reliable ace all, the whole way. But um, the arrival of Cade Horton has really just rounded out that pitching staff and really just made it. I mean, you have two legitimate, like just stone cold killers, you know, uh, you know, on the mound. So if you, if OU can get hot, if they can, if Jake Bennett takes care of business in game one, then you move, you get a, you get a rest day. And then that that second game on Sunday, uh, you know, bring out help. Maybe maybe even try to bring out Horton and try to go for the go for the jugular and hope that you can get Bennett back for um, any elimination games in the semifinals. I don't know. I I, I think I, I think you can really make a run here. I, I obviously don't. I'm I'm a bit of like I've I've said a bit of a baseball illiterate, but. Um, you know, I, I think I think Bennett and Horton, if you if they take care of business, get some rest in there, I think you can really, really, really make a run, uh, especially if the bats stay as hot as they have been. Uh, Tanner Treadway has been really good. Uh, Fielding's been great on uh, the part of Kendall Pettis. He's been absolutely insane. And they've just kind of found ways to have clutch hits when they need to have them. Uh, obviously, Peyton Graham has been a killer, just incredibly, incredibly good. Uh, Blake Robertson as well. 
Uh, I'm just spitting out names at this point, yeah. but th- this this OU lineup is is they they ain't OU softball. There's no Jocelyn Allo out there, uh, but they can get it done offensively if the pitching just holds up the way it has been the past couple weeks. Yeah, and I hope OU like I know they won they won the conference tournament. They were second or third at the conference just via tiebreakers or however that came out and. A lot of teams get like these base stealing teams because I know because TCU was kind of one of those for the longest time. It's like they get conservative in Omaha because there's like a lot more on the line. But I just think, oh, you should treat this as like keep on playing their type of game. Try like stealing bags is risky, but it's gotten you to this point. Continue to do that. Like don't don't worry about like just kind of like just uh, like freezing in the moment because like you're too afraid of the odds of stealing bases and stuff like they're good at getting men on the base and then just put those guys in scoring position and the pitching holds you you can go very very far in this tournament absolutely absolutely and you know it's that's the thing i think that's defined you this entire run is the entire way through they they've just been unshaken unflappable uh they've you know God, they, they've they've looked you know two pretty solid teams in the eye in Florida and uh, Virginia Tech, and you know when things start to kind of roll in a bad way, they just are unfazed. They just keep doing their thing, and um, you know they've 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 had I, I, it, it's really been defined by big win big big win to start, get humbled in the second game, and then all the momentum's on the other team's side, and then they withstand that and come back and win just really solid gutsy gutsy performances um so you know hey i I think ou you know has has shown that poise obviously it's different once you get to the big show once you get to omaha uh and again this is obviously a team that hasn't been there first time since 2010 we were freshmen in high school for god's sake so it's been a long time since ou's made a run like this um but you know until now i i hadn't seen them flinch once so if they can maintain that and just keep doing what they, like you said, they keep doing what they do, keep stealing, keep being the cheeky bastards that they are. I don't know. I think this OU team is pretty magical. So um, that's enough of that regional. I want to kind of, t- or regional, I, I need to get my terminology right. Let's look at the other bracket uh, over here. Uh, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Uh, so Stanford, Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss. I don't want to talk a- too much about them because uh let's be honest this is a mostly ou pod uh so we won't see uh, a ton of them and if we're lucky we'll see one of them uh but of these four who is the who would you say is like let's let's start with let's start with the uh dark horse so obviously not stanford uh mm-hmm. so of auburn ole miss arkansas the the uh, sec teams which do you think has the chance of uh wiggling their way out and uh headed to those uh those fi- that final series i'm just gonna go with the pure heat here there's really no stats to back it up because they honestly had a very disappointing season but Ole miss Ole miss is hot right now and it's kind of been overshadowed because i think like your ou's and your uh notre dames who beat very high quality opponents uh in the super regionals like they got more of the press which is understandable because they beat significantly better opponents but Southern Miss is a really good pitching team, and Ole Miss just came into their house, and I know it's in the same state, but whooped them. Whooped one of the best pitching staffs in America, and just dominated them and swept them. 
and they're really a fun team. They had really high expectations coming in the season. I think they were, I know they were a top 10, if not a top five rated team coming into this uh, season. So like, I'm just a little scared about that. You know, Ole Miss fans are going to travel well, uh, but it's great to see in this that like Arkansas and Auburn, like some of those SEC uh, schools there together as well. Uh, and those will be interesting games at least to watch just because it's like they're all so familiar with one another like we get a little bit of that maybe with OU and Texas but we're definitely going to see some familiarity there just considering how good Stanford is yeah for sure and I think that's the thing for me overall the vibes in Omaha are about to be absolutely immaculate um just just in general and I know, I know it, it hurts you as a big, as a defender of the shield, a Big Twelve connoisseur, to see uh, um, six of the future SEC teams in the College World Series, uh, which is has to be annoying. Um, but you know, it, just in general, putting OU, Texas, Texas A and M, and Arkansas into one place for one sporting event together is the most toxic situation ever, and I love it. Yeah, Omaha is going to be, it's going to be a contentious, a contentious vibe, at least for the first week while all those fan bases are there, because there's a lot of bad blood, like a lot of bad blood running through a lot of these fan bases, and like, kind of just like, poor Stanford, I just feel like they're just kind of like, (laughs) the odd ones out, like, nobody, like... I was looking at the field and you're like, I'm obviously looking for the team that it's like, I want to cheer for that's like not one of my direct rivals, but I'm like, do I really want to like root for like Stanford and like, nobody's going to hate Stanford, but nobody's going to love them. But like everyone else, there's like just something to hate about them, but that's, what's going to make it great. Like, I think we're going to get some great fan shots. We're going to get some great, probably ones you don't see on TV, more on Twitter, some fan interactions, but uh, no, I think this field, honestly, like, even though it's a lot of teams that, I hate it's you hate them for a reason because they're good national brands and like fun teams to watch. And so this is going to be an amazing, I think an amazing tournament. Yeah. And I mean, throw Auburn and Ole Miss in there too. And you know, those, those aren't any slouch fan bases, fan base wide uh, wise either. You know, they're, I mean, just uh, Ole Miss for me, I think has the standard sets the standard for me in terms of uh, like outfield celebrations in terms of the Mm -hmm. beer showers out on that berm, like, that that's a really good baseball fan base. I think that's going to be cool. And then Auburn's Auburn, you know, it's, it's an sec. They, they, they poison. Well, they had a tree poisoned. They were not the, they were not the poisoners of the tree, but they were involved in a tree poisoning, which for me automatically sets you up as a cool fan base. Agreed. Agreed. It's going to be a great tournament. I highly suggest everybody watch. We got some, it's going to be, if you're not a fan of baseball in general, because you're probably thinking of like MLB and just how that works, college baseball is a totally different animal. Like the, it has that college basketball feel that you can be up by eight runs and not safe whatsoever. Like you, these teams don't like have even the best bullpens aren't the best bullpens. Like, you can't keep yourself in games the entire time. So, I highly suggest people just watch it. I know all, everybody's going to be watching OU, but if you have some free time, check out some of the other games. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. I'm, I'm going to be – I'm going to have my eye on the whole series across the board. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's just a fun thing to kind of have on, the, on in the background if you're uh, – you know, when you're at work. We don't recommend it. But, you know, hey, maybe we might, uh, you know, we're just suggesting it. We're just suggesting it. Um, but anyways, Blake, so I want to hear who is your final 
And uh, who do you have on top? We uh, have heard hints and everything, but uh, your prediction. I think it's going to be Texas Ole Miss in the final, and I think Texas is going to go on top. I just I, I love the fact that they play in a big ballpark, Omaha's big ballpark. I just feel like they're born kind of for this tournament, sadly. Uh, so I think, sadly, Texas is going to win, but uh, have them the Ole Miss with the upset over Stanford in the finals. Nice. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go... I, I, and keep in mind, I'm obviously biased. I'm going to go with the, the 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 matchup I want to see the most, and that's going to be OU Arkansas. Uh, no mashed potatoes are going to be safe uh, when the Hogs get rolling. And uh, I got I got hey Sooners in two. They're going to sweep the whole College World Series. I feel like those are that's just completely uh, you know a, a modest way to look at this. So I, I got I got the Sooners just uh, you know Sooners in five. They're gonna they're cruise right 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 on, uh, you know that's 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 just that's that's reasonable to think so very reasonable. No, for real though, I I think OU does have a really good chance at, at getting through. Um, will it happen? I don't know. I I feel like those four teams are really really even. If we're gonna be realistic, it's probably gonna be Texas, but I hate it. Um, but you never know. I I think OU being there as a team who, you know knows them well, who's played against them. Experience can is a double-edged sword. Uh, my optimism is going to trend towards, I hope that that ends up doing a good thing, but also UT might be out for revenge, and that could mm-hmm. get really, really, really ugly. So we'll see. But for now, it's uh, OU, Arkansas, but the real loser of all will be the mashed potatoes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but anyways, Blake, thank you so much for hopping on. It's always fun talking baseball. Uh first time we've ever really done this on the pod so uh for sure good times yeah great talking with you it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be fun week or so and right around the corner college football starting soon oh it's coming up preview hey college football preview season is like this is the last domino before we really dive in and get into all that so i'm I'm looking forward to doing some you know conferences you know conference previews and all sorts of good stuff so the um the college football content this year is going to be awesome. I, I can't it's going to be wait. incredible. It's going to be um, incredible. Absolutely. Well, Blake, I'm ready to watch the Sooners drop all the jumbo dongs, sending that out all just just all over the place. I, I need some dingers. I need some elite pitching performances. And after uh, after this pod, I, I feel I feel pretty good. I feel more enlightened, and I hope y'all did too. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope this helps your viewing experience of the College World Series as much as it will help mine. So for me and Boat and Blake, this has been the Schooner Pod College World Series preview. We'll catch you soon, hopefully celebrating an OU National Championship. We'll see. I don't know. We've been doing that a lot recently, but uh, doesn't get old. So until then, we'll see you all later. Have a good one. Boomer Sooner. Beat A&M.